Kia ora welcome back to a new episode of the Māori Millionaire podcast. Today we have Kushla on the show, she's going to talk about her alternative housing model. Kia ora, welcome to the show. Uh, before we get into the podcast, did you want to share a bit about yourself, where is home for you, those types of things? Awesome, yeah. So I'm um, and I'm based in beautiful Taitoko, which is Levin, um, and we're just out of Wellington for those who don't know where Levin is. Awesome, and I know you have some other mahi as well, so what's your main mahi, what do you do? Um, tell us more. Awesome, so um, my my Pakehi Te Whenua group um, we create um, eco villages mm-hmm. um, and we build regenerative housing. So the goal that we kind of set out with is um, we want to challenge the homeownership model because it's mm-hmm. kind of not working for everybody, and um, also building affordable housing that also affies um, our tinana and mm. also totokos the land. So mm. uh, you know, really kind of making our environmental impact as as little as possible and um taking sort of a whole person approach to building houses rather than just creating a building that's awesome and I think that's definitely what we need like I often think you know we have a housing crisis but we have marae and you know there's so many different concepts to accommodation that a lot of people don't really consider these days and I think that's like a big product of colonization how we think about housing Yeah, so I so took all that. And I think that's kind of some of the things that we have done when we've been shaping our kaupapa is we've kind of looked back at um, our own history and mm. what our tūpuna did and then kind of put a modern interpretation over it. And so I think that that's kind of some of the things that as Māori we do really well. We mm. really get community, like it, we just know how to do it. and. I think a lot of the sort of problems that we're seeing in society today come from lack of connection, lack of unity, lack of cohesion. Mm. And so, you know, the village setting for us, um, as we've interpreted our tūpuna intent through a modern lens, is, um, you know, kaititiaki and care of the environment and of each other. Mm-mm. So how are you putting those kind of whakaaro into practice within your Pākehi and, and what does that look like for you? Um, so uh, we've actually kind of taken like more of a like a tapafar approach to building. Mm. So um, like we, when it comes to tinana, like the way that we build and the buildings that we provide should like uplift and nourish and protect our bodies and should actually improve health outcomes for our people. Um, like our mental well-being because it, it shouldn't be stressful to be able to keep your baby safe and dry and in, in housing so mm-hmm. that's a big part of it too um whanau that mm-hmm. housing is, is more than just a building it's about connection and belonging and community um, and then wairua like we acknowledge ko o te whenua te whenua ko o and with and all that encompasses Papatu and Naku, our way to us offers. So everything we do comes from that perspective of how they'll impact Kaio. And so that's why our housing, we're housing independent. So we use solar energy 
and circular waste systems that convert organics into cooking gas um, and protecting our mahinga kai species. So energy and food sovereignty plays a big role in how we do life in the village. Wow. So in terms of like the pro- uh, product, what is um, like, what are you offering or what is the kaupapa? Um, how do people get into to this? So um, we've been looking mostly at marginal Māori land. Um, mm. As Māori, we have like 1.5 million hectares of marginal Māori land. Um, it's got, it lacks infrastructure, um, might not be desirable from a developer's perspective because there isn't any infrastructure. The reality is, is that all this land is suitable for housing and we're in a housing mm. crisis land often can make up 40 to 50 percent of the cost of a fuddy mm. and so we're looking at um different models that are being used around the world where mm. if you didn't have to own the land and you could just lease it mm-hmm. it significantly reduces the cost of housing and like I like I'm just looking at some average house prices like the average house price in New Zealand at the moment is nine hundred and twenty thousand dollars mm. <laughs> like, you know and if you just look at the current rates that you know we're, we're having to pay for that it's like 1300 bucks a week before rates before insurance mm-hmm. and that's crushing like that that is unbelievable that that is the average house price in this country and that's what it cost mm. and that's just leaving so many people out of home ownership yeah um, uh, a friend was telling me the other day, seventy-five um, percent of the world are housing insecure. Wow! <laughs> like, but for Māori, we're so land rich, and mm. our people are the ones that are the most dispro- that we're disproportionately affected by housing insecurity and everything that comes from being housing insecure. Um, mm. You know. It affects our employment outcomes, it affects our educational outcomes, and then those things affect our wealth outcomes. And, um, you know, then you've got health, you've got, um, you know, so much that goes along with it. So, um, you know, this is a priority issue, not just in, in this country, but in the world. And and there's, you know, really good research to show why it matters and we should be doing some different things. <laughs> and. What does this look like for us today? So what are people able to do to be able to kind of overcome this? What can you see as the solutions? Um, well, our solution is um, in the model that we use, we're taking out the land price and mm-hmm. so that's reducing it. But we're also using um, making passive housing affordable. Mm-hmm. So normally passive housing and sort of energy star homes can cost significant amounts of money. Um, but we're challenging that and mm-hmm. saying, actually, you know, you can have this, you know, exceptionally um, well-made home. It doesn't have to cost a lot. And so, um, you know, a lot of people who are sort of buying our homes, they're sort of they're debt-free in 10 to 15 years because the cost is, of them is just so much less mm. than other houses and so that's a, a you know part of our 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 tumanaka or our, our moimoya of looking at if, if our people if we didn't have to pay 30 years of debt to a mortgage 
and we're in, and we've paid off our, that you know house price that debt in ten to fifteen years. What does that look like in terms of um, you know being able to invest in the stock market, mm. being able to businesses, being able to invest in education? So um, you know that kind of shifting and changing um, you know what has just been the status quo and the mm. you know standard approach to how we've um, looked at home ownership. You know, everybody think you know, I I, I was there myself. Right. Um, you're locked into this for like 25, 30 years and, and paying these massive amounts of debt. And I I just think that with this model, um more people can be invited into home ownership. So that's a big one for us is shifting the perception of risk. Mm. Risk is a social construct. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I think about um like my sister as an example, she's a single mum with three tamariki and she has never missed rent in her life. Wow. But she's considered high risk for lending. Wow. Because she's a single mother with three kids. Yeah. That's incredible. And so when someone wants to um, work with you, do they purchase the property and is that, um, do they pay like fees for the whenua? Or like how does that all work? Yeah, so we don't um, we don't buy and sell land. Um, okay. We just lease land. And, oh, yeah. But we, we sell houses. So we sell mm. homes that can be put into our villages. Mm-hmm. Um, and our villages, um, we have, you know, community gardens and, you know, community areas and, They're getting the whole um, homeowner feel, so they can put pictures on the wall and paint their kids' bedrooms if they want to. Um, so they get all the benefits of homeownership in terms of um, that residential stability um, and being able to have that sort of their own sovereignty, mm. um, but without the massive um, debt of, of land ownership. And mm. through our Pākehi, um, you know, with marginal land, it's marginal for a reason. Um, it's not. In very good condition it's not really good for anything else and so um within the context of our village we like replan and regenerate the land so it's beneficial for the landowners as well because they're mm-hmm. able to actually create housing solutions for their own people or all people and that's kind of been um a big part of our kaupapa is that you know as maori we should be solutions leaders in the space we have the answers. Like mm. we know how to do community really well. Like we've never forgotten how to do that. Um, our people are some of the most innovative, intelligent, clever um, people that you'll ever meet in the world. <laughs> and so the you know the ability to actually provide real tangible solutions um, that takes a whole of society approach. Um, I think that that's a that's that's who we are intrinsically and I kind of um you know uh, a story that my dad used to tell of our ancestors um they were some of the first people first Māori in the country to employ Pākehā and they had 120 Pākehās working for them and teaching them how to um to farm sheep and what have you and um when the crown found out about it, they're like, oh, we need to go and rescue these people because the Māoris might eat them. <laughs> and when they got there, they were like, and they said to them, hey, you know, don't you know you're living with Māoris? Like, we've come <clears throat> to rescue you. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, nah, 
they, they have built our schools, they've built our churches, um, they make sure our children are fed. We've never been treated this well in, in England mm-hmm. and we don't want to leave. This is, These are our family now. Yeah. And so I always think about that example of, um, you know, the, the power and the mana that our people had to have care, to have um, that afi for the environment and and who lived on the environment, which was the people. And so I used that as a as an inspiration um, to kind of bring and take a whole of society approach to this this massive problem. Beautiful, I love that. That's a really nice story too. Um, yeah, I love that. Where are these uh, villages like located? So our villages at the moment are located in Taitoko. Um, mm-hmm. So we're uh, working our own whanau whenua, our own hapu whenua first. Um, but we're um, definitely in a growth and scale phase. So we're really keen to be able to um, court it all with other um, hapu groups, um, mm-hmm. other whanau groups, um, because this is really, um, you know, we're at a, a scaling phase right now. And mm-hmm. um I think the reality is that, you know, we've in in one year we've housed forty people. Well, wow. yeah. So I think it's uh, uh, the need is great. Um, I think the last stats I saw is that there are three hundred thousand people that were either unhoused or unsuitably housed, and mm-hmm. that's just what they kind of know. And it's a growing problem. So, um, yeah, it's just. It's heartbreaking. I actually had a corridor with a komatua um, last week and she was saying, you know, that she can't afford to turn her heating on. Mm. She just, you know, is so, um, the cost of heating, the cost of of, um, just living in her house, rates and insurance and all those things have come to the point where she's being forced out of her house. Um, a lot of the people that have come to our village, they were stuck in financial situations that weren't serving them well. Um, it was harming their children and and their well-being. And so coming here to the village, they now have um, financial options again. And so um, unfortunately, the, the reality is that the situation isn't slowing down. Um, the circumstances that are pushing people into these financial situations where they're not well, they can't, you know, afford housing, they're choosing between, you know, paying their rates and buying groceries. This is only getting worse. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of the really exciting thing when people come to our village. Um, 100% of our clients have a 90% reduction in the energy-related expenses. Wow, that's awesome. That's some really good um stats. Oh, man. Um yeah. I've seen something similar like uh near Hamilton and they're doing a couple for like that, but it's um Pakia run, I think. And they do that where they've bought like a big portion of Fenua and build houses on it and then you can, you know, buy them like cross is it cross lease? Um, yeah. to be able to get into the housing market, and when I first saw saw it, I was a bit iffy because I feel like it's weird. Like you're they buy all the funeral and then um, you're renting it back 
from them. Mm. Um, but I think the model that I've seen, you know, with you is is really cool. And I like that that we're able to, you know, work together. I think that like Māori as a whole, we all have the answers if we all come to that same tipu and we're able to offer those different resources, then we can all have better outcomes. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that's the thing, like as it is at the moment, I think you know, we've kind of institutionalized problem solving in this area. Like everybody mm. expects the crown to do something about it. And I think that the reality is, is that we actually have the answers. Like mm. we have the solutions. Um, the crown's not coming and- to help us. You know, we have <laughs> we have all of these different kaupapa and I love them um, that, are, that are trying to help our people, but it's not happening fast enough. We still have no struggling. And so we kind of need to take matters into our own hands and do what we can to be able to just create better outcomes because, yeah, the oh, track right. record is not good at helping us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think the thing is, is that, you know, we are so powerful as people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many, like, you know, we have so many examples of that in our own history um, mm-hmm. and I have personal history. And so, like, how it came about that I did this, because this was a totally by accident, Pākehi, like, mm-hmm. I was not looking to do this, but, you know, we had a piece of whānau whenua that had been leased perpetually, mm-hmm. and I you know, had caught it all this morning with a fire, and they're in the same situation. They've perpetually leased their land for decades. Wow. Um, in our particular situation, it was, like, 50 cents an acre. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, it was you know, you can't build a financial future on 50 cents an acre. Like, it's not going to happen. And so I was like, well, I'll lease it then. Like, don't lease it out. This land's already had 100% loss of wetlands, 80% loss of um, the native regenerating bush. And these park here farmers are raping the land. <laughs> mm. I'll do something better. And, um, you know, having spent nearly 10 years in construction and I saw like a lot of waste um, that happened in that industry. And I was like, I think I can do something better. <laughs> Going to give it a go anyway, you know. And so, um, you know, it's been, you know, really, really successful. But I think a lot of it um, for me is, you know, really wanting to shift the idea of what home ownership has to look like. Um and the idea that, um, you know, at one point housing used to be seen as this social good, but now it's an item of financial speculation. So that's a big part of our kaupapa as well is, um, you know, if you get a you need able to kind of capitalise on that. The kaupapa that we come from is, you know what, you're going to be debt free in a really short amount of time, um, some of our residents are debt-free now, um, is use that, actually invest your money. Um, and yeah. so looking at that kind of financial literacy for our people to be able to start thinking and also defining what wealth means to them. Mm. Because I know for myself, when I was little and poor and growing up in Foxton, <laughs> um, my best friend <clears throat> in private school had a double-story garage. And I was like, wowzers, how rich do you have to be to have a double-story garage? <laughs> like, that is like your creaming life when you've got a double-story garage. What do you even do on the second story? <laughs> what? How are you going to get your car up? <laughs> I know, a double-story garage. And, like, I was just like, this is amazing. Like, I cannot wait till I get to the point where I've got a double-story garage. Have you been <laughs> able to get, get your double-story garage? <laughs> Well, once I 
found out, like, you asked a good question, what the heck do you do with double-store garage? Yeah. <laughs> so um, they had a, a business actually transporting and doing logistics, and they would oh. store, um, you know, extra stock and different things on the second story. But as a kid, like, I had no idea. I didn't – it wasn't normalised for me um, to grow up talking about business and um, yeah. putia all those sorts of things. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, that was the the pinnacle of success <laughs> and wealth. So now, you know, now that I've actually been able to like travel and see the world and and learn more, um, like wealth to me, um, I'm defining it for myself um, and being able to buy back land. So mm-hmm. I've just done that um in the last four years bought back land that was confiscated from our people and it's such a privilege to be able to nurse this piece of land that had kind of been um you know raped and abused for 150 years um to be able to actually um be like it's okay nanny <laughs> like i got you now we're gonna care for you mm. um it's being able to spend time with my children and um invest into them and you know, teach them um, our history and our whakapapa, um, our connections. And it's been able to go to um, Te Reo Māori immersion and learn the reo. Like those are the things that um, I'm able through um, through this kaupapa and just through um, being able to define myself what wealth and what success looks like. It is no longer a double-story garage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's you know it's 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 um, and it's being able to uh, invest my time and energy into a kaupapa that's building a future for our people that's so cool I love that oh my gosh there's an annoying fly in my room and it's really <laughs> interrupting my mojo hi <laughs> <laughs> oh well um, I love that. I, I really like that. And I think that a lot of like our wealth journey is all about like actually just thinking, what does wealth look like for me? Because it's not the same thing for everyone. Um, and especially for me, you know, like I don't really care about like buying flash clothes or, you know, a nice car and stuff. It's that freedom and of time and, and being able to do all of those things, you know, when we have kids to be able to be with them and not, you know, always working, um, or at home working you know um, <laughs> yeah so that's awesome I really love that and I'm really excited to see where this kind of leads to and maybe take over the whole of Aotearoa with multiple oh. villages um, and the world like I'm like okay it's the world look out because I'm coming with this kaupapa <laughs> yes. I, I, I do think like you know it is the best time to be Māori and to really lean into the heart of our culture and who we are. It is powerful. It is inspiring. It is um, deep and connecting and it's mm. resonating at a global level. The knowledge mm. and the, the, you know, that matauranga that we hold, mm. um, there is so many problems in the world. And I think, you know, even looking at like the sustainability and, and sort of impact environment, um, a lot of the kōrero that is, um, it's really just a modern interpretation of our own tikanga. Indigenous values, eh? Yeah, I always right. say that. Like, the answers to all the Pākehā problems are Indigenous values. Like, it's not that hard to understand. 
Like, we have all the answers, even when we look at, like, um, you know, if we look at, like, feminism and stuff, like, from a Pākehā perspective, and they're talking about, you know, like, having our pronouns and stuff, it's like, well, in Te Reo Māori, we already had ia, and now you guys are just, like, creating a problem that we already had the answer to, and then creating a new solution to it in English, but... Okay. I, I, so what even floats your boat? <laughs> in your waka, kapai. But I... <laughs> this is a thing that I think is um you know because it's even just you know having a corridor about you know how we value people and um you know that's always you know people are our tonga and mm. so you know we express that in you know really practical wheels and handles ways um, it might be that you know on some days they go early to pick the kids up from school um so it's all those sorts of things that I think, um, you know, as a Māori business owner working in this space, <laughs> to be, um, just to be fully immersed in, in everything that it is, but also inviting non-Māori into this kaupapa. Because, as you say, there's like this world that are suffering from all these problems. And, you know, our indigeneity is such that we actually have the pathway to provide those answers. And um, so I'm, I think it's a really exciting time um, to be to be Māori and to be um, in business and kind of redefining wealth because it is certainly not what it's been for the sort of last hundred years. There's a, a new way of um, quantifying that. And I think that's a lot of how we're kind of looking at challenging the home ownership model um, because there are, you know, there's a different ways to express wealth now and we need to normalize that and invite more people into, into that conversation. That's so cool. I love that 100%. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually am not rich enough to have Zoom premium, so our time's going to run out soon. But um, <laughs> before we do, is there any um, thing you wanted to share with those listening in today about your kaupapa? How can we get in touch with you if they're interested possibly in purchasing a whare or uh, do you have whare available at the moment? Like what's all that like in... Yeah. Nice question. Awesome. I love that question. Um, so yeah, we're um actually uh just uh innovating. Um mm -hmm. and so um our houses are built in a sort of a manufacturing model. So um it's really quick and it's it's really affordable. And so if you want to find out more about what we do, um look us up on Instagram to mm -hmm. Fenua Group, um, or on Facebook, we're at the Village Life. NZ um, and we're actually uh, taking expressions of interest for our next village so awesome to catch you in sad world somewhere yes that's exciting I'm looking forward to that I, I can't wait to hear more about where all these um, villages will be like popping up all over Aotearoa um, and internationally <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're ready for that journey. <laughs> yes. Well, um, thank you so much for joining um, me today on the podcast to share your amazing Pākehi. I really enjoyed it and I really think this is um, an awesome kaupapa. So thank you so much. Nā mihi nui ehoa. Ka kite. Ka kite. <laughs>